Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. With us right now, Christopher Dadian. Uh, you, Christopher, you're a professional speaker, you're a life coach. Uh, you are found on the web at ChristopherDadian.com. I, I could spell it or to our folks who are listening or watching it, trust me, click on the little notes, however you see that in your podcast app, or if you're watching it on the YouTube, scroll down, look below. We've got the direct link into Christopher's website. Christopher, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. It's definitely a pleasure. And so from a high level, uh, go ahead and explain what you do. You've got a phenomenal brand um, and you, you've you made a, a big impact. You're based in Canada. Uh, you do a lot of, uh, you've done a lot of great high profile speaking and uh, certainly a lot of coaching. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but like you mentioned, I'm a professional speaker, peak performance business and life coach, as well as a learning disability advocate. Uh, so yeah, essentially most of my days are in companies or, you know, giving speeches, doing some executive coaching uh, or private coaching one-on-one with one of my coaching programs and the learning disability side is definitely more my philanthropy work that I try to give back to the next community and all that being dyslexic myself. Yeah. So, okay. So you're, when, when did you realize, or when was it made known to you, you know, um, I guess I may have be experiencing learning disability here. Yeah. So, and by the way, I learned something yesterday, and I, I and I'm hoping you could um, clarify this because I actually uh, was talking with someone that specializes in HR and um, hiring. Um, let's start with. I think this is a really really great tip. Um, is uh, and th- their recommendation. Um, unfortunately, this was off air that we had this conversation. I'm like, that's that's so important to know. Uh, and he said, don't ever refer to somebody as a learning disabled person, right? That's not who they are, but it it is maybe a trait that they experience. Do you, what, what, do you have any opinions on that or thoughts yeah, on, or best okay. guidance on that? Yeah, 100%. So there are definitely a couple of things we need to unpack there. And let's start off with the last part that you just said. So a learning disability, in my personal opinion, is just a form of learning, a different way of learning. So unfortunately, or fortunately, depending who who you are, the education system is made one way to learn, which is you're Mm. sitting down, you're learning through reading and writing, even if there's other things like the main avenue is reading and writing. That's how they bringing the first barrier of intelligence, to be quite honest. Like as soon as you start reading, you're like, hey, then they start qualifying your intelligence. But actually, it's very uncorrelated. Your level of reading and your level of knowledge or IQ is differently is definitely uncorrelated. Yeah. So there is that that um, that understanding, or that, that some people think, "Oh my God, they they're not good because of X, Y, and Z." And let's right. just specify as well. I don't know if all your audience knows what dyslexia is. So dyslexia is a learning disability that has to do with the English language or any language to that matter, and it has to do with reading, writing, and spelling, and even sometimes speaking. So it's essentially 
something for let's call it people that don't have dyslexia is they, they read and it's extremely easy for them for anyone that's dyslexic it demands like four times more of an effort yeah. there's a cognitive pressure that goes with reading in itself so when it comes to the last question you just asked in itself 100 percent. so it's not a question of they can't do it it's just they have to learn how they learn once they mm. figure out how they consume information how they digest information then they're going to go towards that like me i definitely learned so much more through audio so uh, I, I just yeah. finished my 52nd book of the year. Most of it was through audiobooks. Uh, I, I know how I consume information now just because I was blessed at a young age to be diagnosed. And you asked that in the beginning, when did we find out? My parents realized that my reading skill wasn't up to par at a young age. They were comparing mm-hmm. me to my sister who was two years older. They were seeing that I was putting the effort. So they got me tested and we were blessed that at eight years old got diagnosed and we found a specialized school in my area, like you said, I'm from Canada. So Montreal, which is six hours north of New York City by car. Uh, we found a school that specialized for students with learning disabilities. And when I went there, I had specialists and people around me that knew how to teach me so mm. I could learn. Wow. Wow. Is there any, um, it, it, anyone looked at number, I would imagine someone's looked at numbers in, in terms of gender. I wonder if it's, you know, if, yes. if there's any difference between male, female, do you know anything about that? Awesome question. Actually, yes. I, I Now don't quote me on this, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, one third of like, like, yeah, like essentially one out of three or two out of three, essentially it's mostly males that are dyslexic when it comes oh. to this particular uh, learning disability. There's less uh, females that are like less ladies that are dyslexic, but uh-huh. uh, yeah, definitely uh, more male. And as well, let me just specify, everybody that has dyslexia is to different levels. There are levels yes. to this. Some people right. might be very minimal. Some people might be a lot more. In my personal case, like the way I explained it on a scale of one to 10, I'm 30 on 10 dyslexic. <laughs> no, it doesn't mean I'm, I'm, I'm illiterate far from it. Like my, my work and my jobs and everything that I've created within my entrepreneurial uh, te- um, businesses demands a lot of reading and writing, but you find ways to kind of go about it. Yeah. Um, so Christopher, your work today, um, go ahead and explain again, um, um, very tactically when it comes to either speaking, what's your message that you bring or, or very specifically, uh, let's say it's within an organization, within a company, um, and your job is to do what? Like, what do you help bring or what's the value you bring or the change that you bring to that organization? So I help that organization, their employees, the colleagues or the CEOs, the, the VPs or whatever, to live in a peak performance lifestyle and a peak performance level, not only in their business, but in their personal life as well, because it's 100% correlated and transitioned. And peak performance for me is somebody that is firing on all cylinders. And we're talking about firing on all cylinders, not somebody that's 10 on 10 one day. And then after that one on 10, it's a consistent seven or eight on 10. So these are things that we learn through like NLP techniques, things that we learn towards understanding the brain science and how your body works and putting the proper steps and systems in place, not only in your business, but in your personal life to be peak performing at all times. Because the reality is as an entrepreneur or as, as anybody that wants to just accomplish anything, you need high levels of energy. That's a huge currency, right? And for you to get that currency, to have that energy, you have to do the right things from waking up early to meditating, to doing your affirmations, to preparing your day with business journals, whatever the case is to working out. These are things that are going to help you go to the next level. And these are all science-based things that we talk about. I love jumping into the brain science behind it and showing 
my clients and my colleagues when to do these certain techniques at the proper time within the day to utilize the proper moments when your brain is vibrating at a certain level and so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, From a leadership perspective, uh, you know, chances are, you know, if you've got 20 people on the team, chances are you've got someone who is, you know, they may be a three or higher when it, would you, would you imagine in terms of like the the general population, uh, and you may have already shared this number. Like, um, how many? What percentage of a population uh, is likely? Yeah, it impacts them on a regular basis. Are you talking about dyslexia? Just yes, yes, dyslexia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so honestly, like, I don't know the exact number because uh, yeah. it's not like uh, it's not very clear. But it's I don't like, think I'd yeah, be hard to know. Exactly, it would be very hard to know. And it's the, I've read a couple of things saying it's approximately twenty percent of the population. Wow. Now there is a lot of population that doesn't know just right. because it's just something that is quite new on the aspect of getting tested and knowing what it is. Uh, I'm from like an Armenian descent. I'm born and raised in Montreal, but most of my parents are immigrated here. Back where they came from, they weren't tested with these things. No. <laughs> Anything, a lot of people it, what, that had learning disabilities back then, they thought they were lazy yeah. or stupid and they were kind of pushed aside. So there's a lot of people that do have it, don't even know. There's yeah. a lot of people that realize later on in life after they went through school, and they're like, oh, wow, this is why I was struggling. It's not uh, because X, Y, and Z. So yeah, yeah I, I've read many things that say approximately 20% of the population does have some form of yeah. dyslexia. You know, and then back, uh, you know, if you're of a certain age too, you know, it's like if I going to grade school in the seventies and eighties, uh, you know, we didn't really necessarily, we weren't very sensitive, uh, culturally, you know, Mm -hmm. you just got put in the turtles, uh, you know, you're either in the turtles, the, the jackrabbits or the eagles. And so if you got dyslexia, well, that's a bummer. You're in the turtles. (laughs) So yeah, it's, it it is unfortunate, but that's the reality. And unfortunately what it comes down to is just a lack of knowledge. And now society is going forward with a lot more knowledge with having accessibilities like social media, like podcasts Mm. like this. People are getting so much more aware, not only on dyslexia, not only on learning disability, but so many different causes and things. Yeah. So as the population grows in understanding, then we're able to put them in proper places, like you said, and categorize them or not categorize them and putting them in a, in a place that they could yes. thrive and they could serve back to society. Yeah. So... One thing we know, though, is kind of like Daredevil, where he doesn't have his sight. Mm-hmm. He now has super hearing and all this other stuff, right? And sonar location. Uh, and so for someone who uh, is experiencing uh, dyslexia of some sort, uh, they they bring a certain set of skills that uh, that are pretty powerful. And the correlation that you were sharing between uh, entrepreneurialism. And, and this makes perfect sense because, um, and, and one of my children, um, clearly genius, genius level, but does not like structured learning. Like he will learn all day long, like programming by himself. He learns everything, but when it's school and it's structured, it's, it's like, he hates that. It's like, you're taking all the fun out of learning. So, but you know, it's like, I I see him in having these superpowers, uh, but they just don't conform with the way that traditional education is administered. So therefore I think that that, I wonder, but I think that that might kind of push us. Hey, listen, um, you're kind of a free spirit here. 
keep going down that free spirit pathway, which ultimately maybe leads to an entrepreneurial profession. 100%. So there's a couple of things you just said over there. I, I love that analogy that you gave of like that, that superhero. Sorry, what's the name of yeah. superhero? Daredevil, right? Daredevil, so exactly. He's, he's, so yeah, yeah. the blind, blind the blind one. Everything else is like, whoa. Exactly. And to be quite honest, when it comes to uh, dyslexia, 100% that happens in some way, shape or form and explain why, just like previously mentioned, the education system right now that we're living in has to do a lot with reading and writing. Imagine you're great at math, which is my case, but you still have to read the problem and understand it and, yeah. and get it done. So there's still a barrier to read, to understand the thing. Now, that being said, there's so many other things that get developed because you have no choice to survive within that that reality that you're given, which is the education system. I remember at a young age when the teacher used to come into the classroom and say, kids, put yourself in teams. Before she finishes the word three, I had my head up and I was looking for who reads the best, who writes the best. Let's do a team together. Delegate. I learned how to delegate one-on-one. Delegation one-on-one. I remember you get, you get very resourceful. 100%. It's wow. never a question of resources. It's a question about being resourceful. That's why a lot of dyslexics are entrepreneurs because we're extremely resourceful. We knew and we figured out from a young age what failure is, which is essentially when you fall down, you just get back up and you continue. Failure doesn't yeah. exist to us if we continue. So that being said, it's really understanding that there's different ways to learn and figure out, such as your son, like you just said. Mm-hmm. super intelligent, loves learning, but doesn't love mm-hmm. in the format that it's given to him currently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Christopher, for ourselves, like, um, and, and I'll give you an example. Like I, I think for me, it, it, uh, like I could, and I read, um, but I probably read maybe a book or two a year. And that's sounds very disappointing. I'd say for the typical business owner, entrepreneur, but I listen and I am a hyper consumer of podcasts and audiobooks. And what's crazy is uh, cause I, like my wife and I will listen to a podcast and we'll be out walking and we'll listen. We're kind of listening to the same podcast. We're just kind of walking. That's kind of like our tradition. And I said, Oh, that was great. That was it. She goes, how are you done already? I'm like, cause I listened to it on two X speed. And she's yes. like, how can you do that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm cause I don't, you know, I'm like, give it to, you know, it's like, I feel like I'm mainlining the information when I'm taking it, uh, from an auditory standpoint. Well, Josh, right off the bat, you speak very fast. I'm sure you're, you know yeah. that and your audience has said it. So you listen probably fast as well, which I do right. exactly the same thing. I listen to my podcast or anything uh, when it comes to audiobooks, two and a half times faster. So yeah, Jeez. it really is a, a matter of how you consume. So like you said, for you, you don't like to read books, beautiful, but you're listening to podcasts or listening to audiobooks. That's how you consume information. As long as you're consuming the information, because I yeah. thoroughly believe for an entrepreneur and for everybody reading books is such a competitive edge. Like you have Mm. to be consistently reading books. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, So Christopher, um, who would be like a great, uh, like someone who's listening to this, like um, who would be a great organization, company, like who would be really great to engage with you? So engagement, I mean, Honestly, I do a bit of everything. So I've had like clients like literally two weeks ago, I did a speech to PepsiCo. Uh, I do a lot of like, you know, entrepreneurial things as well. So anybody like really my life goal is to optimize people want to perform. So anybody that wants to perform is ready to go to the next level. That's the person that needs to uh, contact me. I have a lot of private clients that are entrepreneurs, CEOs, and we just help them structure everything to go to the next level. And like I said, This is not only on a business side of things because I have such a business background and like structure with that aspect, but there's a personal life that people often 
push aside. But if you're not showing up to the office with the proper energy, the proper uh, like centering in the proper way, you're not going to be able to be the best boss, employee, employer. You have to come in with a different type of energy. And that happens by putting the proper systems in place all throughout your day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, in optimizing your performance um, is, you know, when you see the results of that. And also, I think it's really important to work, Christopher, with someone like yourself. Yeah, I've got one consult or one coach I'm working with. And, you know, even we were just kind of talking about sleep, um, you know, in the way that I'm like, you know, I'm an I'm I've always been a night owl, even in school, like it's just really hard for me to go to sleep. And so as a result, you know, I end up, you know, staying up past midnight. I usually don't wake up until like seven, eight o'clock. And I'm like, should I, you know, do I really need to just knuckle down and be that 5 a.m. miracle morning, you know, kind of person? And she's like, no, you don't. You know, you get to work with you and you get to optimize you, but you can't, you can't, you, you, you can, you can embrace who you are and your style. Like if you're just naturally a night owl, that's not a bad thing. That's you. So stop fighting against that. It's like, same thing with like physically, I'm very much an endomorph um, where it's really easy for me to pack on both muscle and fat, <laughs> yeah. but you know, and I've run a couple of marathons and I am just not that lean, mean kind of, you know, wiry kind of guy. <laughs> so I'm never going to be there. So um, atomic habits talks quite a bit about that uh, in particular. So, so Josh, I-, I love that. The main thing, what you just said over there is clarity. The number one thing you want to succeed is you have to have massive clarity. You know, exactly what type of uh, like sleep schedule works out for you. So if you're a night owl, that's beautiful. You know, work uh, considering that. If you're somebody that has this certain uh, body type, you know what to expect from that body type. So it's all about having massive clarity towards your body type, your sleep, and all that. Now, that being said, let me just specify over here. Most of the people could definitely wake up earlier than what they usually do. Because everybody, it's easy to say, oh, I'm a night owl, I'm a night owl. Right. But what are they literally doing? They're watching Netflix and just sleeping sure. in. You yeah. understand? So there's ways to try it and test it out. Because if you look at the human body, how it's made, as soon as it gets dark outside, your body starts secreting serotonin. And the right. serotonin is essentially the drug within your body that's going to make you sleep. Now, more there's serotonin. Uh, they're, they're, sorry, it's not serotonin, melatonin, the opposite. Yeah, so yeah, melatonin, right, yeah. yeah, melatonin is the one that's going to start secreting. Now, more there's melatonin, more you're going to fall asleep faster. And the best time that your body sleeps and recuperates at such a high level is from 10 to 12 p.m. So during that window, you want to be as much as possible in bed because your AGH levels are higher, your body's Mm -hmm. recuperating better, you're in deeper levels of sleep. Now, that's the general population, let's call it. But there are some people, like you said, that could be a night owl, so your body could be responding in a higher level of recuperation. My, my brain point. is just still going and it doesn't matter if I'm reading, if I'm doing boring stuff, like the brain is still just going until a little bit later I've, I've experienced. So you see, for me, it's the complete opposite. I wake up at 4am every single day, yeah, starting wow. like from 3.30 to 4 in the afternoon. It, it's my, my, I've taken a lot of decisions throughout the day. Yeah. I'm like, it has to be something that's not cognitively very yeah. high in pressure. I put certain meetings that are just, you know, kind of going through it, but anything that has to be with creative, with thinking about my business that has to do with like tough decision meetings, it's all in the, in the, in the morning. Oh, oh, agreed. Yeah, totally. Totally agreed. Yeah. Same. Well, Christopher Dadian, this is awesome. Your website again, Christopher Dadian.com. 
Uh, again, high performance professional speaker, life coach, uh, again, disability advocate, doing great, great work. Uh, Christopher, thank you so much. Anything else that folks should look for maybe on your site or where, where kind of like a great first step would be for them? Absolutely. So a couple of things. First and foremost, if you want to see a bit more who I am, I'll definitely suggest you to go check me out on all social media platforms, but more specifically my YouTube channel. I have yeah. a lot of stuff on there on entrepreneurship, on peak performance, as well as a, a book review series on that. So go check it out. Christopher Derian uh, on mm. YouTube. My family name is D-E-D-E-Y-A-N. And furthermore, if anybody's interested for speaking opportunities or for coaching, you guys could go check out my website, just like Josh said, ChristopherDerian.com. You guys could uh, connect with me and my team through there. And we'll see how we can support you and your community. Thank you so much, Christopher. Thank you. Thank you as well. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.